Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. I am Amy Zalmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I will be chatting with Dean and Joe about how CBD oil can be beneficial after brain injury. This episode is brought to you by Midwest Functional Neurology Center, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are experienced in treating post-concussion syndrome, chronic pain, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health in the Midwest. They have greatly helped me and many others. You can find them online at mnfunctionalneurology.com. So hello, everyone. I'm Amy Zalmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors, by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Goodman Project, and I volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council, and I recently released my second book, Embracing the Journey, Moving Forward After Brain Injury. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. So today my guests are Dean Four and Joe Russo of Entangled Biome. And Dean is the founder of Oregon Medi Hemp and the proprietor of Entangled Biome product line. Dean has a wide professional background that helps make him a much sought after expert in the field of medical hemp processing from farm to table. Before Entangled Biome, Dean has worked in environmental impacts of water and soil, bioremediation in Alaska, art and science of winemaking in Australia, Switzerland, and Oregon, and responsible for the conception of many renewable energies. And with overseeing the daily operations of entangled biome that include, a qual- that include quality control from seed to harvest and the processing that involves ethanol extraction of organic certified USDA industrial hemp. Dean believes in a hands-on experience to achieve the best quality, organic, CBD-rich, full-spectrum hemp oil that helps support a healthy and active life for many family, friends, and customers. Dean also holds degrees in both civil engineering and geomatic engineering from Ohio State University. He also serves as a consultant for the medical hemp processing and organic CBD-rich, full-spectrum hemp oil best practices. Joe was fortunate enough to receive his TBI from a mountain bike accident May 4th, 2014. Adding adding the TBI to ADHD, dyslexia, jobs change, and a myriad of other life-changing events, he found himself in a bit of a TBI fog. It took another two years until his lifelong friend Dean introduced him to to his CBD product and the life-altering effects and benefits that it had. CBD not CBD is now an integrated part of his life, not only as a survivor, but also as an advocate for education and reforming laws. So welcome to the podcast, guys. I'm bringing you both in here. There we go. Are you both here? We are. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Amy. This is Dean. Excellent. Well, Dean, you have quite the background. I was pretty impressed uh, reading your bio with all the cool stuff you've done. <laughs> and well, Joe, yeah. I had the Thanks. pleasure of meeting you at the Utah Brain Injury Alliance Conference. Um, so that was, you're kind of the one who introduced me to Entangled Biome. So I'm very pleased to have you both here today. Well, thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. So Dean, I would like to start with you. And I think it'd be great to start with a really good overview, you know, of what is CBD oil? You know, I feel like there's so many myths and misunderstandings out there. Um, Why don't you just give us a really good overview and I'll interject if I think you need to clarify on something. Okay. That sounds great, Amy. Thank you. Thanks again for having us. So the term CBD oil, um, I take a little bit of issue with it. Uh, in that 
it is very well my very well used, uh, but I don't think it's very descriptive. So, a, a quick definition of what CBD oil is is it's the the cannabinoid known as cannabidiol and shortened to CBD. It's that compound suspended in some sort of carrier oil, normally things like a plant oil, like coconut oil, olive oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil. Um, But a CBD oil makes it a little confusing because when we think of, say, sunflower oil, we know it comes from sunflower. Um, When we say CBD oil, well, it doesn't, it's not quite accurate. It is um, an a compound that's extracted from the cannabis plant. Now, cannabis can either fall into the category of marijuana or cannabis can fall into the category of hemp. These are two different definitions for cannabis. Cannabis that falls in the category of marijuana is a plant, the cannabis plant, with a level of THC, yet another cannabinoid, a cannabinoid known for its intoxicating effects. Marijuana has a higher level of THC. That is, it has a THC level that officially by federal definition is above 0.3%. So to say that again, it's a THC level that is above 0.3%. That is the category of marijuana. It doesn't uh, matter what the level of CBD is for this definition. Now, in the case of hemp, hemp is also cannabis, but it is uh, cannabis that has a low THC level. And that, again, is that same indication, that same number, but it's below 0.3% THC. So what that means is we can get the CBD compound coming from either marijuana or we can get it coming from hemp. My experience in my company um, is focused on extracting CBD and other cannabinoids from hemp. And specifically, our company extracts from uh, organic certified hemp. So it carries a organic certification, and that's the hemp we choose to extract from. And so um, in our case, we're extracting the entire plant resin from the hemp flowers, and that resin is rich in CBD. We extract this with ethanol, and then we use a piece of equipment called a rotator rotary evaporator that allows us to pull the ethanol back out, which leaves us with the cannabis oil. And in this case, we refer to it as a full spectrum hemp oil. It is full spectrum because it has all of the cannabinoids that the plant grew and it's hemp oil because it's coming from hemp. And so full spectrum hemp oil will have not only CBD or cannabidiol, but it'll also have other cannabinoids in it, including trace amounts of THC, that is below 0.3%, and also cannabinoids whose um, effects are just emerging. But in particular, it has CBC, CBG, it can also have CBN, and it can have CBDA, we can have THCA, There's many, many other cannabinoids that can exist in a full-spectrum hemp oil. That's what we focus on. Much of the market is focused on just the CBD compound. So that will take our type of oil, a full-spectrum hemp oil, and it will be refined two steps further. And I'm thinking I'll take a pause here, and Amy, um, maybe you can direct me if you want me to go further into describing how those other products are generally made. Yes. I, I think it's helpful for pe- for people to hear 
um, because not all CBD is created equal, right? And I think that's where you're going with um, talking about how they refine it. And I equate it to, um, you know, like if you buy coconut oil, for instance, at the the grocery store, um, you can get refined or unrefined coconut oil. And refined means they've taken some of the good stuff out of it. Um, So I always make sure I get an unrefined coconut oil. So similar (laughs) with CBD. So um, Dean, I'll let you take that and explain that. Great. Okay. Thank you. Yes, that's a great uh, analogy uh, with coconut. So um, our product is full spectrum when it's extracted. We use the ethanol we rem- uh, to extract the plant resin. Then we dry the, uh, evaporate the ethanol back. happens at that stage um, is many producers will go to two uh, added steps of refinement, sometimes lumped together, but they are called distillation and isolation. And so what happens by distillation, as it sounds, is that oil is distilled. So the full spectrum hemp oil will be distilled under high heat um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's about uh, over 200 degrees Celsius to get the oil to turn into a vapor. And then those phases of the vapor are collected separately to get a more refined oil. That is, um, by uh, distillation, some producers will go from maybe 60% to over 80% in their CBD concentration. In our case, we get high levels of CBD in our full-spectrum hemp oil without distillation. It's the extraction approach that we've taken. We get in excess of 80% CBD in our ethanol extraction. Many people will also need to, they'll need to extract I should say they do extract it with different methods such as CO2 and or other petroleum solvents. Um, That is CO2 also originates from petroleum refining. Um, Other petroleum solvents can be used like um, butane and um, propane can be used to, to remove the plant oil. We don't use any of those. We only use ethanol, but to go back to the, I was just going to say, those don't please. seem very healthy to have in whatever you're consuming. They're not. They're, they're <laughs> not at all. Um, so, I, uh, yeah, I, as you mentioned in my uh, bio, thank you much, I spent a lot of time doing bioremediation, so I spent a lot of time around cleaning up petroleum fractions, and they are hazardous to us. So um, when people refine, the distillation step, to take the full spectrum hemp oil, turn it into a vapor and then refine it into a stronger or more uh, concentrated uh, CBD content. That's just done by heat. There's really not anything hazardous in that step, but it it does refine it. And in that refinement step, we lose complexity. Um, We lose some of the other cannabinoids. We lose some of the other fats and waxes that are in there. We lose many things that are beneficial in this full-spectrum hemp oil. But then what's generally done with a distilled product is those are the things that are often used in um, smokable products, such as a vape vape cartridge or uh, a cartridge for vaporizers. So that distilled form is what often gets used in vape cartridges. Now, we don't make any uh, smokable products. We can, but we choose not to. And um, we can speak more to that later. But after distillation, most producers take it through yet one more step of refinement, which is referred to as isolation. And what happens in isolation is the distilled oil dissolved again into two petroleum solvents, a polar solvent and a nonpolar solvent, oftentimes, um, uh, let's see, 
peptane and hexane, I believe, are the two petroleum solvents that are used for isolation. So it's taken into a solution with petroleum solvents, and then it's crash-cooled in a chamber. So that is, it's made very cold, very fast. And what happens is the petroleum solvents will um, vaporize off and can either be recovered or oftentimes they're emitted to the atmosphere, quite honestly. Um, but um, what's left behind is CBD crystals. So the crystal will fall out, will precipitate out of this solution, and it'll form into what looks like a piece of white quartzite. It's very crystally. I mean, you could set it side by side with sugar, and you might not be able to tell the difference. So that white CBD isolate compound is what the majority of the products on the market are being made out of. I don't know what the count is, but I'm guessing it's probably somewhere around 80 to 90% of the products on the market are made from isolate. Isolate's easy to work with. It's easy to measure. Um, people like working with it because the THC is also removed, and that removes some of the legal challenges um, but by and large, most products in the market are made from isolate. Now, why, quickly, why, why isolate is so different than um, a full-spectrum product is isolate has had things removed uh, by distillation, and then it's been isolated down to just one compound, thus the steps of distillation and isolation. That means we're talking about an individual compound. And when we take that um, oil and we remove everything, except that one compound, we're only left with the benefits that that particular compound can't provide. And further, we strip away any synergies that that compound may have with other compounds. And we know CBD potentiates other compounds uh, in medicine and with cannabinoids. Um, and so the, the isolated CBD compound, the biggest thing that I like to draw out is, even if you can kind of look past the solvents that are used, um, the biggest thing that, because I'm troubled by that, but I understand why people do it. So I'm, uh, you know, I reserve my opinion. I don't want to judge other way, people's ways of doing things. It's just not mine. But the, um, the isolated compound is never as effective and it never lasts as long. So one of the things that I really like to point out to people is if you're using an isolate compound, you may get benefit. You may really enjoy the benefit. It may be very predictable. But one thing you should be aware of is it may not last very long. Compounds that are products that are made from isolate compounds, typically you'll feel the benefits for one to two hours. Products that are made from full-spectrum hemp oil, as we make our products, can provide the patient, the person, benefit for anywhere from six to 12 hours. Myself, I feel benefit for somewhere normally around eight hours, sometimes longer. Uh, it just depends on the individual. So um, again, I'll, uh, I'll take a breath here and say, I think that that kind of answers the initial question, um, but I'm happy to go, go further there. So I just want to, you know, talk about that whole isolate compound. Um, my friend, we were at the mall, and he wanted to get CBD oil to take on a trip. And, um, you know, he waited way too long, so he couldn't order through you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we went to – there's one store in our mall that has um, uh, CBD oil, and we went in there. And so first of all, the, the mall doesn't want them selling it anymore, so he has to keep it in the back room. So he brought it out for us, and I was looking <laughs> at it, and uh, – yeah, right. And it, it it's made from isolate. And the bottle was about the same size as my bottle of your brand, Entangled Biome. Yep. And it had 80 servings in it, whereas okay. yours has, I believe, 300. <laughs> so that just tells you how much more of it you have to use. Like he had to, a serving was an entire dropper. Where yours is a right. tincture, so it's just a very small little squirt, um, and yep. it was probably twice the price 
of yours. So I just thought that was a really interesting observation. Um, Absolutely. You know, every, every brand is so different, but um, you know, I just, I, I think for me, what, what really, uh, I have been waiting to try CBD oil until I could find a brand that I trusted because anyone that knows me knows I'm really big into essential oils and you know, it's a similar product where quality matters. You're putting it on your body or in your body and that directly affects your brain. You know, anything we put in or on our body gets into our bloodstream. So you, you know, which goes directly to your brain. So I didn't want to just go out to the health food store. So, you know, that's another gripe of mine and I'll try not to get too far off topic here, but (laughs) people think that the health food store, like Whole Foods or whatever health food store you have, your local co-op, people make this assumption that everything in that store is healthy and safe. And that's not always true. Um, I've tested some of the essential oils from health food stores and they say right on them, not for topical use, not for ingestion. And it's like, if that, if that were a true pure product, you'd be able to use it topically or internally. Um, So the same thing goes with CBD oil. People assume the CBD oil at their health food store is of a good quality and it, it, it's not necessarily true. And so that's why I really wanted you guys on my podcast so that we can really talk about it and what to look for and, you know, why not all oils are created equal. Right. Um, and when I met Joe and he was really telling me about you and your product, and then I watched your keynote at, um, you can, and you talked about your farming process and you talked about drift and drift. Um, you, I'll, I'll let you kind of talk about that, but basically it's just because you don't use pesticides in your field. If the farmer next to you is using pesticides, they're going to drift into your crop as well. So you might be trying to be pesticide free, but you're getting drift. And you've made sure that your product doesn't get any drift because any pesticide used on a plant is going to get in the product. So you're ingesting a pesticide. Um, So that was one of my biggest things. I really wanted a quality product. And so when Joe introduced me to Entangled Biome, I, and I, you know, I went right on your website and did a bunch of research and I was like, okay, cool. This guy gets it. Um, and I totally had a question in there. Now I've lost it. But um, <laughs> did I give you anything, anything, anything there to talk about, Dean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'll talk, I'll uh, speak a bit about um, um, the points you brought up. Um, so a couple of things. Uh, yes, absolutely. All products are not created equal. And that goes across the board. We know that from, you know, the bread we buy to the wine we drink to the beer we might like to try or you know, apples, I mean, the, uh, all of them are not created equal. And and so uh, particularly with an emerging market like CBD, one in which is changing amazingly fast, um, there's a very significant lack of education, and um, that's somewhat problematic. Uh, so, yeah, one one metric I read recently said that uh, the CBD industry is going to grow by a factor of uh, 40 times by 2022. So in the next four years, it's going to it's going to grow by a factor of 40 times. So things wow. are changing and changing fast, right? Yeah. So it's really a a good time to you know know your grower, as I like to say, and so it's important to know where your product's coming from. So on the point of, you know, they're not created equal. And I tell this to people every single day that I interact with. I said, even if you don't buy our product, do these things. And so there's a couple of things I would throw out. Know where it's coming from. Look for an organic verification on the hemp at a minimum. Um, Look for organic carrying oils as well. And again, they're not all created equal. But these are things that help. And then if you've got um, 
you, you know where it's coming from, you know that it's organic hemp, and you know that it's organic carrier oils, you've eliminated a whole bunch of things. That's great. Then the next thing that's great is if you know that, one, you can communicate with the company somehow, actually talk to a person. I think that everybody should have that expectation that they can actually talk to their manufacturer. Um, that also um, that that company is following some kind of compliance testing. So um, as I spoke about with isolates, one of the, in my opinion, terrifying things about isolate compounds is you have no idea where they're coming from. They can come from anywhere on the planet without any necessarily um, uh, having had any testing for compliance. So the, the largest producer of hemp in, on the planet is China. Second largest is Eastern Europe. And um, I also believe that a lot of Chinese production actually routes through Eastern Europe um, for what that's worth. That's just an uh, acknowledgement that even though you buy something from, say, um, um, Eastern Europe, that doesn't necessarily mean that it originated there. It could have also come from China. This practice is very common in other foods such as honey. But in any case, um, uh, why it's so hypercritical to know your source um, is that if it's being grown in bad soil, that is a problem. Now, some folks... Um, the you know analytical chemist vein or pharmaceutics pharmaceutics pharmaceutical vein might look at uh, a, a CBD isolate product and say hey you don't have to worry about any of that stuff it doesn't matter where it's grown it's just a molecule that's all we're dealing with that's what a lot of people believe I don't believe that I believe that the plant is a product of its environment. I believe that molecule, all the way down to the molecule, I believe that that molecule is a product of, of its environment. And if it was grown in a good place and it was grown in good soil and it was grown in a good methodology, then it's probably going to be a good molecule. Now, that's my own thinking, my own philosophy. People will say that's a little bit crazy. You know, we're talking about molecules, not, you know, the emotions that the molecules have. But I think it matters. And so to, particularly to your, your um, point on drift, um, a couple of things about knowing your grower, getting back to that point, and what that means. It means you know the soil, you know the people that um, made that plant grow from that soil, and you know how they did it. Now, you don't have to know every nuance, but just having a sense that it was done well is important. And so... Um, we do grow in organic soil. The soil we're growing in has been certified organic for 30 years. The farm it's grown on is a 100-acre farm, and it has buffers all around the perimeter of the farm. What I mean by that is there's vegetative buffers, in this case typically thick tree lines, um, that surround the property, and that is important. So we've covered the soil. The soil's organic. It's healthy. Growing an organic, healthy soil makes a big difference because of all the complexity that's in that soil. And hemp plants are bioaccumulators. That is, they will accumulate toxins from the soil. Hemp is routinely used as a plant in remediation projects. In this case, instead of it being referred to as bioremediation, it's referred to as phytoremediation corn, hemp, wheat, a lot of these kind of plants can be used for this type of remediation, phytoremediation, and it's used to pull contaminants out of the soil. Hemp was used to remediate soil after the Chernobyl disaster and to accumulate radiation. So that's a great thing if you're using it in a bioremediation project. It is not a great thing if the hemp's being grown in soil that has contaminants in it, and then that's being used to make CBD isolate. That's my opinion. That's how I see things, that it matters 
that the soil is healthy. The drift issue, just to touch on it briefly, is that, um, yes, while you might be growing on your farm, your neighbor's farm might be doing something completely different. And what they're doing on their farm can drift, literally, through the air onto your farm. I think you mentioned the example of weed killers. For example, that's very mm-hmm. common in Oregon agriculture to use weed killers, particularly in grass seed production. So weed killers are used to, as part of the agricultural technique. It's not one that I'm fond of, but I, they use them. And so when mm-hmm. weed killer is applied, it can drift off of your neighbor's property and onto your property, thereby contaminating your otherwise perfectly grown hemp. That's a real issue. Another thing that uh, an example of the Willamette Valley that grass seed growers do is they actually deploy a technique of putting on cyanide gas in the top six inches of the soil, thereby killing everything in the top six inches of the soil, all the microflora, all the bacteria, all the insects. And what they're really after is killing the voles, the rodents that can cause crop damage. So um, I would never want to have hemp that had been grown in those soil conditions because (laughs) (laughs) we don't know what it does to us, but, um, you know, the analytical chemists will say it's no problem. We've isolated it down to a molecule. I am not a believer in that. I am trained in science. I have two engineering degrees and another in fermentation science. I believe in the scientific process and I believe in measuring things, but I'm also a big fond I'm very fond of the fact that there's a lot we can't measure and we may never be able to measure, but someday maybe we can, but there's a lot we can't measure. And those things that we can't measure, they matter too. So I'll take another breath. (laughs) So Dean, I kind of want to go back um, too much earlier in our conversation talking, you know, about the THC level and how hemp in order to be qualified as hemp has to be less than, um, 0.3% THC. Um, so if, for those listening that maybe don't know what THC is, THC is the compound that gets you high when, when you smoke marijuana. Um, yep. So the, the cannabis plant, as you said, can either have THC, making it marijuana, or have less than 0.3%, making it hemp. It's the same plant, just different THC levels. Um, now, to, I know we had a, a much more in-depth conversation on this, but just for, for the sake of making it easy, um, hemp-derived, meaning less than 0.3% THC, hemp-derived CBD oil is basically legal in all 50 states, correct? Well, I'll say it this. <laughs> I'm not an attorney. <laughs> But that's, that's basically the good answer. I've known lots of attorneys, and I know lots of attorneys. But, I do not play um, one on TV. Yeah, exactly. But As um, of right now, uh, it's basically As of right now, the, the accept, yes, the accepted interpretation by the Hemp, uh, uh, Hemp Industry Association is that it is legal in all 50 states. And some states have put more restrictive rules around CBD, but they haven't enforce those much so uh and we're right at the cusp of the federal farm bill being passed which will clarify that language much more concretely but the general interpretation right now is yes derived cbd is legal in 50 states and then my next that brings me to my next question um you know i see a lot of debate in some of my facebook groups about in order to be effective, CBD oil has to have THC in it. You have to have THC CBD oil. Now, how am I trying to ask this question? Um, I guess I'm trying to ask, do they make CBD oil with marijuana is one question, which would make it not legal. But two, yours would qualify as having THC because it is full spectrum correct? Yes. Is, am, am I making That's myself correct. clear on those questions? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it, it, I'm, I'm following you. 
Um, so yeah, I'll answer that. So um, uh, first question, uh, can CBD products also be derived from marijuana? And to revisit that, marijuana means it has a higher level of THC. So it has, you know, above 0.3% on the THC. Absolutely. High CBD products are also extracted from um, medical and or recreational marijuana in states where that's a legal practice. And Oregon is also one of those states. And so, you know, I've got good friends that are in that line of work, too, that are extracting different ratios of CBD to THC, meaning it has higher amounts of THC relative to the uh, CBD. So, um, yes, that occurs and is legal in the states where it's legal, right? So, um, and we have many, many medical marijuana states. Now, I think it's over 30. And I think on the recreational um, marijuana side, I think we're still below 10. But, you know, it's changing all the time. So, mm-hmm. so people, can't, people that are in legal states can be it medical or recreational. They also can get um, CBD products that are derived from uh, marijuana. And generally, you know, they have to have some kind of, uh, if it's a medical state, you know, they have to have some sort of, um, probably have a medical medical card of some sort. If it's a recreational state, well, anybody, typically anybody over 21 can access it. So our products are full spectrum. They do have this trace amount of THC. By the time we turn them into a finished product, they're always below that federal threshold of 0.3. I aim to keep them below 0.2% in pretty much everything we make. So there's never any question by anybody's analysis that we'd ever be over that amount because there are margins of error in, in, um, in chemical analysis or laboratory analysis by those techniques. So, um, and to the point that it's argued you need some amount of THC to make a CBD product effective, I absolutely concur with this. I, as I mentioned earlier, a CBD isolate product will work. It will bring people benefit most of the time, um, but it's short-lived, like an hour or two. So you're taking it every hour or two. As opposed to a full-spectrum product where you have these other cannabinoids, not only THC, but in our case, we have CBGs and CBCs, CBNs, sometimes CBDAs. So we have these other cannabinoids that also have benefit. And so what benefits do they bring? Well, we're still figuring it out, uh, quite honestly, but we know they bring benefit. The biggest benefit that we see with our full-spectrum product, which does have this trace amount of THC and the other cannabinoids, is that it lasts longer. That's the biggest benefit that we see. And like I said, it can last people 6 to 12 hours. The other benefit that a full-spectrum product has, um, track me here, If you keep taking more full-spectrum CBD product, you will get more benefit. It does not plateau. You can keep taking more and more and more and more and more and get more and more benefit. So I'll say we have people that take dosages as low as six, you know, four milligrams a day. We have people that take it dosages as high as three to 400 milligrams a day. Those are normally in situations where people have some kind of, Um, significant ailment and uh, so they get more benefit by taking more and in my opinion your dose is tied to what you're treating some people are fine at you know say four milligrams some people need 400 Um, it depends on what you're treating some folks will say that your dosage is tied to your body mass I don't believe that's true I think it's tied to how severe your ailment is Um, and so um, Without that trace amount of THC, it doesn't last as long. And further, um, isolate-based products will plateau. So you can take a little bit more isolate, a little bit more isolate, a little bit more isolate, and get more and more benefit. But at some point, it completely plateaus. And what's fascinating is not only does it plateau, it can start dropping off if you keep taking more. So it's an odd phenomena, but when you take isolate-based products, they don't last as long. They can plateau on their dosage um, effectiveness. And further, they can degrade, degrade in effectiveness if you keep taking more. It's really a fascinating thing. 
but that's what uh, came out in uh, I I would quote the reference if I could remember it uh, and I'm happy <laughs> to provide it later but it was a very reputable paper I believe it was one of the universities that did it well so hopefully okay, that I think got this- to it got to your question. It did. It did. Thank you. And, and, you know, like I said, there's, there's a lot of arguing in some of these groups and some oh, people, yeah. sure. You know, and, and a lot of it is people just don't know. They're just uneducated. And so that's, Absolutely. you know, I think you just clarified a lot of that information. So now I'd really like to jump into more like the benefits and how to use it. Um, and Joe, I definitely would like to have you, um, Please chime in on this conversation as well. So as I mentioned, I met Joe at the Utah Brain Injury Conference, and um, he was very generous and gave me a a bottle of tincture. And I used it that first night, and I slept like a baby. And I was like, okay, maybe that, you know, I was at a conference all day, so maybe I was just really tired. And um, I've been using it now for a couple months, and I am sleeping so good. Um, I had been having a lot of trouble with sleep, with falling asleep was the big issue. Like I might lay in bed until four in the morning. Um, so now I'm falling asleep in like 10, 15 minutes, which like that's never been me even before my brain injury. Um, so it's really cool. And, um, I'm also using the relief salve. Um, if I can say it, salve, um, and, uh, I'm using it on my neck. I have a lot of neck pain and I have three bulging discs in my neck and I have been using this and I am telling you guys, I haven't. So my neck pain usually transitions into a headache if I can't get it under control and this stuff, I haven't had a full on headache since I've been using it. Um, and I'm sure that's in combination with using the tincture, um, so I'm just I'm just thrilled and blown away by these products. Um, I just had a woman email me. She said she bought the relief salve, the extra strength, and her and her husband she uses it on her neck. He uses it on his back, and they've been sleeping through the night. They usually can't sleep because of the pain. So wow. that just makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, it makes me happy too. That's great. So Joe, I, how I think, did you uh, start using it? Oh, go ahead. Um, yeah, so Dean and I have been friends for, I guess we're working on 25 years now, and uh, yeah. uh, we, we've kind of always talked about this uh, when it was in the legislature in Oregon and started going legal. We knew it was happening, and um, obviously Dean knows what he's talking about. So in point, he um, sent some product to me, and I tried it out, and I was like, wow, this is interesting. And the hard part um, about having a TBI is most folks don't even know what a TBI is, let alone uh, what to do for it. And then you add the the CBD, uh, the the um, what people are talking about it, and and the truth and non-truth, and then the fact that it comes from a hemp plant. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions, so it's really hard yeah. to figure out what's going to work. And uh, I had the same experience. And uh, sometimes when I talk to people about this, I, I think they think I'm selling snake oil. So the same thing yes. that helps you sleep, <laughs> how does it help on your back? Well, well, what, does it make you sleepy during the day? No, it helps me focus. I, I'm confused. I'm honestly mm-hmm. confused because I don't know how the whole thing works. Um, how, how does it know when to make you sleepy and when to concentrate? And that kind of actually wraps into the full spectrum of it. And um, if you just get the CBD, I think I, I, the folks that I talk to um, and the number of uh, brain injury uh, organizations or classes or just people in general, it's like going to a, a car dealership and hopping into your favorite sports car that's convertible and sitting into it, and then one day you get to drive it and take the top down. You know, It's great to sit in, but until you have the top down and driving, that's full spectrum. And uh, for us folks that are survivors, um, I really honestly think that we need the full spectrum. Um, if, for me, I have AD, ADHD. And the CBD helps for that. Um, anxiety, CBD helps out, but also CBG helps on anxiety. Um, there's all these other areas that really help us out. CBC, uh, CBD, CBG, and CBN all help out in depression, and depression is a lot tied to, to folks that have TBIs. Um, 
so when you start really experiencing the benefit of this medicine and not just for TBIs, but you start working like those sore muscles or um, just mood enhancement and whatever it may be, it's just wonderful. So when Dean kind of sent it to me, I was uh, I started diving into it a little bit more and uh, really discovering it. And uh, there's a lot of trust because I have friends that um, do multi-level marketing, and you know you always have to be careful what people are peddling. But uh, with Dean's extensive background, and um, I know he doesn't do things um, half-ass. He, he goes into it full throttle, and uh, here we are, um, you know, talking to, to people about. Uh, the experiences and how it really helps. So for me, it's always great to hear people, uh, the success stories. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it, that, mm-hmm. that to me just warms my heart, you know, talking to people that, um, and my, I do a brain injury, uh, yoga class and I, um, let someone try some tincture and she said she hadn't slept in, you know, two years since her accident and same deal. All of a sudden you're sleeping eight hours and, People who don't have a problem sleeping just kind of look at you funny. Oh, but if you've I ever know. struggled with sleep, <laughs> and, it, and, and then it plays into everything else because, okay, so you can't sleep, and that's one thing. But all of a sudden you have stress of, wow, I have to be at work in five hours. I have to be at work in four hours. And then there's anxiety of that. And then you're full up, and then it's 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, maybe I should just start working. You know, That used to be me. Um, and now it's like I, I, I take my medicine or the squirts at night and – I'm there. So, yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I'm I'm truly, you know, I know that it's going to be different for everyone, right? And I'm using the 900 mill, milligram am I saying the right word? Milligram. Yeah. Um <laughs> the 900 milligram tincture um was what Joe had given me and then now I also have the 1800 um and so I've been playing between those two, and I'm finding that the 1800, um, I'm like sleeping through the night. I don't even get up to go to the bathroom, um, <laughs> which is amazing. I'm sleeping like eight hours a night, um, and I don't wake up feeling fuzzy. Like I have been taking an over-the-counter sleep pill for like months, um, and it didn't always work. I still didn't fall asleep right away. You know, once I did, I was asleep, but it still took me a while. Um and then I'd wake up with that really fuzzy, like almost a hangovery feeling. And I don't get that at all with the CBD oil. And like I said, this relief salve, um, um, every once in a while I do wake up cause I'm having, I get like a hip ache. My hips hurt if I've been doing a lot of walking or driving too much. And so I'll rub it into my hips and I'm back asleep in like five minutes. I mean, like you said, Joe, it does. It almost feels like you're selling snake oil because it can like (laughs) help with everything, but it is, I mean, but that's how, you know, I'm in the essential oil world and that's how essential oils are too. They can help with so much. They can help with pain and immune supports and, you know, and, and they're very similar also in that you can't grow. um, What am I trying to say? You can't build a tolerance to them. Um, because they're natural. They're, they're, you know, every single plant has different soil and rain and light. Um, so you're, you're not constantly taking the exact same thing like you are with a pharmaceutical. So pharmaceuticals, you can become in, um, intolerant to them. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of going off, off topic here. Um, but it's just, I'm just so happy with the products and, um, you know, the, um, you sent me your prototype of the, what's it called? The muscle gel. Well, we don't have, yeah, we haven't given it, we haven't given it a a catchy name yet, but yeah, (laughs) it's described, it's described as muscle gel. This stuff rocks. Like I'm guessing you have peppermint or something in this. It's got all kinds of good stuff in there. Yeah. Clove, (laughs) peppermint and eucalyptus. Yeah. That stuff, I put it on and I get tingly like I do when I use peppermint oil. I'm like, right. oh, this right. stuff's awesome. You need to hurry up and yeah. get that on the market. <laughs> uh, I'm working on it. It's, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you want me to speak briefly about the products? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because you so, have a lot yeah, of different I'll, products. 
Yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah. So I thought it might be beneficial to speak about that. And thank you for bringing up the relief staff. So we had spoke a bit about the tincture, and and uh, yeah, that, that it's a it's a, a full spectrum hemp oil suspended in sunflower oil, olive oil, and we add peppermint. We also have ones without peppermint, but then we have it in three different strengths for people. Uh, the bottles have 300, 900, or 1,800 milligrams in them. And the bottles also have a squirt top, which gives uh, what's referred to as a meter dose. So the 300 milligram, each time you squirt it, will give you one and a quarter milligrams. The 900 milligram bottle, each time you squirt it, it'll give you four milligrams. The 1,800 milligram bottle, each time you squirt it, it'll give you eight milligrams. That's part of the reason why you're sleeping a little bit better, Amy, is because I increased your dose. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and so um, uh, so those th- those are package formulated. They work really well. Um, you know, people use them for a, a whole myriad of ailments. Now, as it is in this world, we're not an FDA-approved product. We don't claim to... Um, cure ailments, um, but you can read other people's testimonies. You can try it yourself, and you can see what happens. But for myself, an example with the tinctures, I've not used an anti-inflammatory for about two and a half years now. I was previously um, a, uh, you know, getting into my late 40s as a, a mountain biker that's worked myself pretty hard through the years. And I've got aches and pains all over and so, and uh, arthritic pain. And I was taking routine amount of, you know, 600 plus milligrams a day of of, uh, anti-inflammatories. I haven't taken any in two and a half years. So, you know, that's a a parallel. Uh, We also make a product targeted for pets, um, cats and dogs, uh, any mammal, actually. And... um, um, this one was formulated initially for my dog. He's an older fella now. Boo is a red healer that's uh, now 16 and a half years old. Uh, healers normally live to be about 12 years old. And um, and so he is um, he can't see anything much at all. He, can't, he definitely can't hear anything, but he's very a happy guy because <laughs> he gets his he gets a he gets a fair about his CBD every morning and evening, and it really keeps him mobile and keeps him in a good mood. He really actually goes from being difficulty getting up and down to playing with our two-and-a-half-year-old 90-pound dog. So um, the change you can see quickly in a pet is spectacular. Um, so those are our internal tinctures. We're about to make yet another one for pets. It'll be a bigger bottle, similar concentration, but we've got some – uh, clients that use it on large animals and they want more volume. So we're, we're working on that. That's labels done, I think. Um, and the product's already made. So um, then the other topical products we have, as you mentioned, are the release salve. We have our original release salve, which I know you've used. Um, and that was the first product you tried. And we have a triple strength version of the release salve. They both work pretty fantastic. Literally people will come into our shop the, uh, we have a storefront in Eugene. They'll come into our shop. Um, they'll, it'll be a knee pain, elbow pain, neck pain, you name it, anywhere where they can more or less access. In your case, hip pain. Me too. I get tight hips. And so, um, you know, as I'm talking to folks, I'll be like, oh, just put some of the salve on your neck. Let's keep talking about it. I'll tell you about it. Before we get done with the conversation, I would say pretty much nine plus times out of ten, people will respond with, my pain's gone. This is within minutes. I mean, you name it, across the board, people's pain can go away in a matter of minutes by using a topical salve. Our uh, original salve is formulated with uh, lavender essential oil. Our triple strength salve is formulated with two new oils that I'm using more regularly now, uh, cedarwood and copaiba. Copaiba is also a tree oil that is uh, used as an anti-inflammatory and also being tried out for things like anxiety and PTSD. So we're starting to use that more in some products. Other topical products we have are a massage oil. 
And uh, it has much of the other great ingredients that our salves have, which include arnica, comfrey, calendula, um, vitamin E. Um, those uh, are other plant oils that go into it. Uh, they're also sunflower oil, all those organic ingredients. Um, and then uh, topically, we've just completed just dropped. <laughs> I was just going to ask if it was me or him. I think he dropped. Oh, that's okay. Um, we're down to just the last five minutes, Joe. So um, uh, he, what was he talking about? I think the massage oil was the last thing. Yeah, the massage oil. I uh, just kind of give, give a quick recap. The wellness tinctures. Um, I don't know if you talked about bath fizzies or bath bombs. Oh, Soaking yeah, salt. the bath fizzies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are uh, 50 milligrams. Oh, those are great. Uh, soaking salts, massage oil, uh, the pet tincture. Um, you know, there's other some other things in the work. Uh, a lip balm, as well as a, a, a tattoo uh, aftercare product. So, basically, uh, just kind of experiment, experimenting what kind of carriers are out there and what would work um, for different applications and really what makes sense. But uh, it all kind of boils down to that CBD and. Uh, having the full spectrum of hemp oil and really making full use of the whole plant itself. But, uh, again, for, uh, for TBI folks and survivors and even caregivers, it's become such an important part of my life. Um, mm-hmm. I literally keep it right next to my, my bed and, and make sure Me I'm Me too. <laughs> for some reason, I I'm, finally uh, just put it by my bed because I, if I if I needed it in the middle of the night, I'm like, well, why don't I just keep it right here? <laughs> yeah, and you think sometimes like, oh, you know, I, I don't need it tonight, and then you sit there for about 20 minutes. <sighs> okay, I do need it, <laughs> you know, and yeah. and it, and it yeah. does help you sleep, and uh, it doesn't have the side effects. And I think that's um, Dean pointed right. on that a little bit, but. The side effects on some of these medicines are what they're prescribed for. You know, you take a, a sleeping medicine to help you sleep, but one of the side effects is, um, you know, insomnia. Well, isn't that why you're taking it? So, you know, and, and then some of them are addictive and, you know, trying to get off yeah. those medicines, you know, or you might be sleeping through the night because you're taking, you know, medication X, but you become just a, a raging crazy person because, uh, it, it doesn't make you happy during the day or right. you wake up grog- groggy. And, and those things are, I think are important too. And I, I think having a, a true, really great product is important because the way I feel is um, with my brain injury, it's like I'm very reluctant to what I'm going to take and do mm-hmm. that could Me affect too. my brain because it's not, it's already scrambled. So let's not, I don't want to <laughs> jeopardize any more exactly. scrambling, you know, you know, it, it, it could look like a Denver omelet. Don't add anything that's, uh, that's not supposed to be there. So that's yeah. how I feel. And, and I think uh, you as many, as well as many other folks I speak with, it, it, it's important to know what that product is because, I don't think um, this sounds crazy, but I, I don't think we have the the bandwidth or capacity to deal with something that's going to uh, bring us back in steps. I really think it's important to to be taking care of your brain and, and your your whole body itself. Absolutely. Well, Joe, we're down to just like the last minute, so I just want to. I see Dean called right back in too, but um, I just want to thank you both so much for being here and sharing all of your your knowledge. Um, this has been a really, really informative session. I hope everyone has gotten some great information. And I just also want to mention um, that they are offering 15% off your first order. Um, I do have a coupon code in the show notes. Um, and if, if you're seeing this on Facebook or social media, I'll have the, the code with that as well. Um, so it is 15% off your first order. And um, you know, give it a try, check it out. I I really am loving the products and I know that you guys will as well. And um, I just want to say thank you to Dean and Joe for being here today. And also um, they are 
one of my in-kind sponsors for the Not Invisible Awareness Campaign. So I'm really happy to have them part of that as well. So thank you guys for being here. And thank you, everyone, for listening today. Um, Thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone. And I will see you next time.